This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Think about this. You have a a party that has been built, probably was one of the two or three main economic platforms since Ronald Reagan has been free trade. It has been something that has been universally praised, and to the point of very recently, very recently, it was the sort of issue that was the science is settled, right? It was the sort of issue that was so universally seen as positive by all, by everyone. In fact, many you know on both sides of the aisle, um, but you know mainly as a platform on the right side. When it comes to economists, it's pretty much everybody. But when it comes to uh, political parties, the Republican Party this is part of the platform. It was part of what we believed in. It always has been since at least Reagan. Um, now both parties are against it. Now, Hillary Clinton, in her private emails, uh, seems to be more for it than, uh, than she lets on. Um, but uh, Donald Trump has been against it the entire time. Hillary Clinton publicly certainly is against it the whole time. Bernie Sanders is against it the whole time. I mean, Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump are one in the same when it comes to trade. That should disturb people. And it's one thing to say, I'm, I'm a reluctant Trump voter. It's another thing to let him get away with this nonsense constantly. And, the, and the, you know, the other thing is, like, they'll say, well, I'm going to vote for him. I hope he wins. And then we get, he gets in. Then we'll hold him accountable. Good luck with that, first of all. Second of all, why the hell should I believe you either? The same people who are ignoring it now, I'm supposed to believe after the election and have this magical turnaround, this come to Jesus moment where they all of a sudden are once again critical of their own side. Anything Donald Trump says that can get any Democrat votes is going to get through. And the way he's going to target those Democrat votes is to become more and more liberal. He's not going to try to appeal to conservatives. Those people don't seem to care what he says. So that is a real problem. Um, we went into and we talked about this with Scott Litzicum from uh, Cato Institute. He's a big free trade guy and a guy uh, who was, uh, you know, one of the smartest in the business uh, on this uh, on this particular issue. Talk to him on the Wonderful World of Stu. Watch. Are a human no. being or an alien from outer space, for that matter? You have definitely heard presidential candidate Donald Trump yell about how free trade is hurting the country. It's a complicated subject for sure, but Trump's understanding of how trade works in America is about as accurate as his understanding of a comb. Here to dispel some myths surrounding free trade is trade attorney and self-described free market evangelist Scott Lincecum. Uh Scott, thanks for coming on the program. Uh, thanks I will, for having me. I will say thank you uh, for, I believe your Twitter feed is one of the things that has kept me sane throughout the 2016 election. <laughs> Uh, and here's why I, you know, this poll came out from from Pew 
And I, you know, I don't know, I had this weird idea that people who believed in the free market believed in free trade and saw free trade as something that was really positive. And it seemed to be true for uh, Republicans and and libertarian-leaning voters this entire time. However, since Donald Trump started running, uh, we've seen a crash in support among Republican and Republican-leaning voters in support of free trade agreements from 55% to 32%. What the hell is going on? Well, uh, fortunately, uh, I think we can say pretty confidently that a lot of the drop in uh, Republican support for free trade has very, very little to do with the facts on the ground, i.e., you know, voters having horrible experiences with trade. Um, instead, what you do is if you back out that Pew data maybe 10 years or more, you see that – and similar poll data from Gallup – you see that uh, – Voters' views on trade uh, generally fluctuate depending on who's in office and on the campaign campaign rhetoric they're hearing. So uh, when you had George W. Bush in office, you had Republicans actually pretty supportive of free trade agreements. He was pushing a lot of them. Uh, meanwhile, Democrats um, were, were uh, more opposed. Um, all of a sudden, uh, you switch that script, and then uh, you had Republican support waning a bit and Democratic support increasing as President Obama pushed uh, his own uh, FTA and the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Um, so, and then, of course, you bring in Donald Trump to the mix, um, and it's just uh, gasoline on the fire, and that simply amplified this kind of partisan shift. Um, and at the end, it's not everybody, but when you have 40% that support trade, 40% that oppose trade, and it's kind of waffling 20%, you go um, pretty wild swings in majority to minority um, in terms of support. I-, I was surprised to see it from a lot of people in an audience of, you know, talk radio listeners that sit here and think about these things all the time um you know it really to me i mean you go back to the reagan days and it's one of those things that was central to the reagan argument about the economy that free trade was crucial i mean you look at the give me because i mean i've looked at this a lot and i i'm so frustrated about this and i i get i get fired up but it's like to me free trade is one of the greatest things that's ever happened to humanity it has it has lifted billions of people out of poverty and made our lives here in the United States better. Can you kind of give a, give somebody who is a normal um, free marketeer and, but thinks trade is, is just too far for them to go. Can you kind of give them the case? Yeah, sure. You know, the, the first thing we have to understand is um, that trade is not really among countries. Um, it's about among individuals. And uh, what free trade really is is simply getting government out of the way of transactions between uh, consumer and producer. And thus, and in our case, letting the American people um, buy from whomever they want, whenever they want, at whatever terms they want. Um, now, uh, that gets hidden when you start talking about places like China or Japan or Mexico or whatever. Um, but Americans do seem to understand it more um, when you talk about uh, Florida selling oranges to New York or people therein. Um, and so, you know, there is you, – you, Republicans, politicians, uh, media and so forth, they talk about the trade in, in these very grand country versus country, us versus them uh, terms that really don't apply when you, when you get down to it. Um, all right, let's go through some of the arguments that they make. Yeah. Um, because, uh, you know, Donald Trump uh, rose to prominence, and honestly, just uh, sort of the same thing with Bernie Sanders. It was really the big, the socialist in the campaign and the Republican in the campaign uh, fighting it out on who can be more left on trade. Um, and so, 
one of the big arguments that he continually brings up, and it seems to connect with people, is the idea that we have a huge trade deficit, particularly with China, but other countries as well. The trade deficit, is it actually important and how is it explained? Sure. So, the, you know, it's, it's kind of counterintuitive, but the reality is that the trade deficit has uh, very little to do with trade policy. Uh, you know, Economics 101 will actually teach us that trade deficits are not caused by uh, simple things like FTAs. They're instead caused by broad macroeconomic factors, uh, particularly savings and investment uh, patterns in, in countries. Um, so when you first understand that, um, you begin to see that you know the trade deficit is not this end-all, be-all like Donald Trump types, uh, claims. Then you also look at the historical data, and this is my favorite thing. If you actually look back over the last 30 years, you see that the United States trade deficit expands uh, in unison with our GDP growth expanding or, or improving. Mm-hmm. You see that the trade deficit expands when manufacturing output goes up. Uh, You see, the trade deficit expands when unemployment is going down. In fact, the last time that we had a significant contraction of our trade deficit was during the Great Recession, um, which was certainly not a good time for economic output or jobs or or whatever. So when when you actually start looking at the stats, you can see that all these claims about NAFTA and the rest of these trade agreements um, destroying or causing our trade deficit are really just simply false. Uh, now, because you know, it kind of just strikes me as a BS stat uh, in a way. It's it's a, it's a stat that doesn't really mean anything. But people will say what does mean something uh, are jobs. We had all these jobs. We had these manufacture. We used to manufacture things here. We used to make stuff, and now that's all gone. It's all being right. shipped overseas, and that's what Donald Trump I think connects. With people because they maybe remember a time in which their family was better off or, you know, they think that, uh, you know, one of their uh, relatives, their parent, their grandparent had this stable life. And now because of uh, the, you economic free traders, you've taken that away from them. Right. Right. And this gets to, to some of the other kind of well-worn myths that are out there about the trade deficit uh, or about trade in general. Um, you know, U.S. manufacturing output in terms of value add was $2.4 trillion last year. Um, we're at record highs in terms of output. Um, at the same time, uh, the United States is still the world's second largest manufacturer. Um, and then on the flip side of that, um, according to the Census Bureau, only about Two to three percent of all job losses, at most, over the last ten uh, or twenty years, um, have been caused by trade or by imports. And in fact, uh, there's a great study by Ball State that shows that about ninety percent of all manufacturing job losses between the Great China disruption that that supposedly occurred in the in the 2000s, about 90% of those job losses were actually caused by productivity gains in manufacturing sector it had nothing to do with trade. Now, all of this gets lost, and it gets lost because what the American people see when they go to Walmart is made in China or made in Mexico. Um, and they, what they don't see are all the things that the United States is very, very good at making. And that are things like satellites and jet aircraft. You know, you don't see labels on those things or you don't see them at all. And, mm. and so the, the reality is that the United States is still quite a 
a globally dominant manufacturer, just simply not in the things that Americans will see every day. Meanwhile, there are these quite visceral images of closed factories, uh, many of which have actually just moved to the south uh, in, in search of a better tax and regulatory climate. Uh, in 2014, U.S. Free, tra- uh, free Trade Agreement partners purchased 13 times more goods per capita from the United States than non-FTA countries did. I mean, this is, if you want trade uh, and you want to have this, the, the benefits of it, and you want it to be fair and free, I mean, the best thing we can do is enter into to, uh, free trade agreements with countries. Now, my perfect vision of a real free trade agreement is we don't need one because we just get to do what we want. Individuals get to just, I don't know, have free trade. Uh, but, I mean, this is as close as we've been able to come so far. And until we can come up with something better, these things generally benefit the American people yeah. by lower-priced goods, being able to afford and, and purchase what they want, uh, more of what they want for less cost. I just ha- I just have no faith in the American people anymore to understand that. Yeah, you know, and and it's certainly difficult. And and I don't I don't blame a lot of American voters for having kind of wishy-washy views on trade. You know, the vast majority of American voters have not been affected directly by import competition. They don't have a friend or relative or or, or coworker or neighbor that's that's been affected. Um, and at the same time, you know, the the benefits are more hidden and more diffuse. Um, and and so you you can understand why they don't pay attention. And at the same time, look, free trade agreements are not perfect. They are the product of politicians. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, from our experience with things like Obamacare, there, there are inevitably going to be things in these agreements that we free traders, we free marketers don't like. But on the whole, unlike some sort of massive regulatory boondoggle like Obamacare that actually seeks to insert the government between you and your doctor or you and, and another uh, private company or individual, free trade agreements for the most part are trying to remove government from your life. All right. And in this, this is where you find out that Scott is much nicer than, than I am because I totally blame the American voter. I totally blame you. But Scott doesn't because he's much nicer. Uh, Scott Linsicum, uh, thanks so much for coming on the program, and I appreciate you uh, trying to set the record straight. My pleasure. Happy to have it. Mm. All right. That is the uh, end game of my analysis, by the way, um, which is I completely blame the American voter. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.